Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello guys, you're so welcome here today to this podcast, which deals with all things in relation to narcissistic abuse, understanding it and surviving it and actually going on to thrive. Hey guys, you're very welcome to this channel, NarcCon. On this channel, for anyone that's just joining us now, we talk about all things in relation to the narcissist, to the narcissistic personality disorder, because getting the education and information about narcissism and what we may have been through with a person is actually essential to our healing. Today, I'm actually coming to you, or we're coming to you from the lovely County Kerry in Ireland. And this is, this is for anyone on YouTube who has been requesting the presence of Master Remy. Um, he's joining me today for the video and I'm just going to move the camera a little bit so that you can see him. He is having a little rest. You going to say hello, Rem? No, he's fast asleep. So sorry guys for that interruption, but I know a lot of you are very fond of him and are great dog lovers indeed. And they're the best helpers for healing us um, when we do go through this trauma of having experienced a relationship or a transactional type of relationship with a narcissistic individual. I thought that a good topic today would be to talk about how it felt being in a relationship with a narcissist or the biggest sign in, a, in an everyday chat as to what it is like to be or come out of a relationship with a narcissist. Because we do have, you know, when we're wondering, when we're asking that pivotal question, that important question on our healing journey, was I with a narcissist? And if I know that they're a narcissist, then I feel that I can move on because I know there is no hope of having a good, healthy or otherwise relationship with a narcissist without it destroying me. So we do have the DSM and we have all the criteria that we can look up and tick the boxes. I believe if you tick four or five of them that, you know, that person comes under those terms that they set out in the, I think it's the Diagnostic and Statistics Manual for Personality Disorders. Yeah, we can do it that way and it's a great way excuse me, it's a great scientific way to do it. But just for an everyday chat about what that's like or what the experience was like, it's sometimes easier to resonate. So getting into it. The first big sign that you were with a narcissist, and this is applicable to the intimate relationship, but also other familial friends and, and workplace. More obvious sometimes in the intimate relationship, which can be you know, span, say, a one or two year period. And it's very in all the characteristics are very intensely packed into that relationship. One thing you'll find is that you're very high on adrenaline or you were when you were in that relationship. That 
there was a lot of excitement, a lot of worry, a lot of stress, and a lot intense good feelings and intense bad feelings. And that is usually as a result of the push and pull that a narcissistic individual will do with you to pump out more emotional reaction, being narcissistic supply that they cause within you. And also dramas that they will have going on in their own lives, which they will look to you to solve for them and to be kind of come their savior. So you're always concentrating on the other person, concentrating on the narcissist. And there's always a lot going on in the relationship. There's always this adrenaline factor where it's very hard to actually relax. It's also very hard to get time to do anything for yourself that may benefit yourself. And that goes along with your self-care um, time alone with your friends or family or time to think about what you actually want to do with your life. The focus, although it's very much on you in the beginning because the narcissist is trying to embed you and actually brainwash you to set you up to believe that you're with the person, the one and the person of your dreams, that does tail off and you do subtly it tails off, which is why most people don't catch on to that red flag when everything turns around to the narcissists and their dramas and helping them maybe financially recover or they're complaining about their crazy ex, as we're all familiar with, and you're trying to help them with their ex and deal with them and make suggestions as to how things could go better with their ex. Maybe take on a lot of childcare or a lot of the narcissist's responsibilities, you know, get them out of messes. It's all about the narcissist. And you are there, you become an extension of this other person. And it's as if your life goes on hold. And in a way, you know, you see that as reasonable because You've committed to this fantastic person and sure, hey, they're going through some issues, some problems. And you feel if you, you know, as a normal, healthy person, you are investing in this other person because they need you and you love them. And to you, that's what love is to be there for the other person and to support them. It's just <laughs> that that supporting them never stops. So you do come to a stage, you know, and it sometimes takes a long time because remember, narcissists are drawn to empaths. They're drawn to empathic people that they know are going to go 120,000 miles for them because that's the makeup of an empathic person until, until the penny drops, you know, with a lot of different things. And that's the subject for another video as to how, how the penny finally drops, even with an empathic pers person who's prepared to give to the nth degree. But let's get back to the subject of this video and what it feels like to be in a relationship with the narcissist. So we've covered the spiking of the hormones, the spiking of the adrenaline, the never being able to really properly relax like you used to, maybe with a good book or watch your favourite TV show. 
because there's always some kind of interruption. The narcissist does not like your attention going to other people for too long or going to a TV program or going to a book or going to your own pursuits, which is one of the things that makes it very hard to recover from narcissistic abuse when a relationship of that intensity of that drama is over and and all is quiet when the narcissist goes you're left actually really wondering how to live again so again all of this can be covered in, in other podcasts but getting back to the other things that happen when you're with a narcissistic individual you will find that the energy and will to live at certain stages is being sucked out of you. And the narcissist isn't giving anything back. The narcissist is taking. And when you ask the narcissist to maybe meet some of your needs or look for some compassion or care from them, they see that as a big no-no because remember, you're the giver and they're the taker and that's the dynamic of the relationship. So you may tend to have gone off at that stage when you're depleted in order to kind of recover yourself or get something back for yourself. You may have gone to family or friends for an hour maybe to escape. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At that stage, you may find yourself kind of offloading a little bit to the friends and family and saying that, you know that you do find this difficult, that that some parts of the relationship at the moment are difficult. And your family and friends have seen the difference and the change in you and the fact that you're no longer available as much or even your concentration isn't as good when they're talking to you because, again, you're concentrated on worrying what the narcissist will say, you know, that you've been away for a while or that they wanted you to do this or that. So they notice that you're distracted. You may offload to them and then they give you maybe a bit of advice about you need more time for yourself. You need to be looking after yourself. You know, have you had any time to relax, etc.? I'm sure you know. I'm sure this is resonating with, with you guys because this is the, the essence of what it feels like for a person who's with a narcissist. So... You go back to the narcissist then and the next time you come maybe to the same family member or friend, you're kind of saying the same thing and things have not improved. In fact, they've gotten a bit worse. And the person is kind of trying to get you to look after yourself better or to maybe come away in a short break. You go back and suggest that to the narcissist and it's, it's not seen in a favourable light unless, unless it's come to the stage where the narcissist is looking for time to be with the new supply. So at this stage, you know, you kind of, in a way, the narcissist is working on having all of your time and isolating you a bit from your friends and family. 
that's if the friends and family aren't buying into the the narcissist and the PR job they're doing or the mask and the personality that they're putting forward. Then you kind of go to your friend, your friend again for the fourth time complaining about the narcissist and they're getting a bit fed up because it gets, it's getting worse all the time and you're not doing anything to help yourself. So you notice that and you kind of feel a little bit ashamed that you're still staying with the person when they're actually being so horrible to you. So you stop talking to your friends and family about it because you're embarrassed, you're a bit ashamed, you feel lesser than yourself, you feel needy. Um, and that is kind of fed back the first, their frustration with you and their frustration at not being able to help you is fed back to you. So you go and see your friends and family less which the narcissist is happy about and kind of will work, you know, will work you into going against them and saying that they really don't have your best interests at heart. Another another part of what it feels like to be with a narcissist, you also will find yourself, you know, they might have started off with you with kind of shared household duties and things like that and shared bills you find yourself bearing more of the brunt for the everyday housework you're the one that's doing the mundane tasks you've kind of turned into a servant you've kind of turned into a person who tries harder and harder and harder to get the validation that you got initially with the narcissist at the beginning of the relationship and you're pushing yourself further to do more so that one, you're able to get a bit of validation and the feeling of love back. And two, that you're not going to be criticized, devalued and punished or the narcissist isn't going to pick up on some small thing and start an argument with you for their enjoyment, for their enjoyment and to control you better. So this is when the term walking on eggshells comes into effect because you are effectively minding how you step in every direction. You may also be feeling not good enough about yourself. And I mean, even in the ego sense, you feel when you put clothes on or, you know, you get, you go to the hairdresser or you get a new hairstyle, ego things like this, you don't feel that you're good enough. Whereas before you used to kind of be sometimes pleased with the way you looked or you know you were just kind of satisfied you weren't concentrating on that too much but now with the narcissist pointing out all these gorgeous um men and women around whatever um your opposite or whatever your opposite to the narcissist is they're honing in on how attractive this person looks how attractive that person looks and they're no longer telling you that you look good or that you are attractive or making you feel attractive. They're making you basically feel that you're very unattractive and you're constantly feeling dissatisfied with yourself, trying to look more attractive and criticizing yourself. Your self-critic is very, very, let's say they're working overtime and the narcissist is paying them to work overtime that would be as good an analogy as I could give you. So the biggest thing, the biggest indicator that 
you're living with a narcissist is when you're with them, your overall feeling about yourself is not good at all. You're feeling very negative. You don't know who you are anymore. You find yourself agreeing with things the narcissist is saying. And the odd time you disagree, they kind of beat you down in an argument and you just tend to go along with things. But you're feeling no sense of self, no sense of the good relationships that you would have had when you were, say, with your own before the narcissist. There's no healthy dynamic going on. You've become isolated. You've become a caregiver. You don't have any good feedback coming towards you at this stage when you're in the devaluation or the normal stage with the narcissist. Because let's face it, the initial love bomb stage doesn't last for long. It tapers off and what was set in your mind as going to be the relationship or the the norm, the, the big love that was there doesn't last. It's chipped away at very quickly. So overall, the biggest sign that you're, you've been with a narcissist is that you basically feel crap about yourself. And the contrast to that is if you go to a person who's healthy, normal, has good feelings about you and you're with them and they're being nice to you and you're having a laugh and you're able to relax and not feel that someone's looking over your shoulder or that someone's critical of you. They're actually saying nice things to you and you know they mean it and they're enjoying your company. It is literally like going from a war zone to peacetime. Peacetime actually feels unnatural, but it feels good. And you feel good about yourself. And you start to feel like you like yourself again. And you start to remember a little bit of what it's actually like not to be tortured. And that's the biggest indicator. When you go and find yourself a little bit astonished at how nice somebody's being to you. And that can even be as small as going into a shop and someone being kind to you and passing the time of day with you and having a normal interaction with you. And you kind of go, wow. The comparison to... the Sorry, Remy's being a little bit naughty there. Um, the comparison to your time, even five minutes with the narcissist and that tension... You know, when, when it gets to the stage in the narcissistic relationship, when there's that tension, always waiting, always watching, you're never relaxed with this person. And it's the best way I can describe it, guys. And please leave in the comments your experience of the narcissistic relationship and what you noticed that was the difference between when you were with the narcissist and when you weren't with the narcissist. But I remember personally, you're never relaxed. It's always like you're nearly on a first date, not with the good feelings, but you're kind of never just yourself. And that's the biggest indicator. The biggest indicator, it's not safe to be yourself. It is no longer safe to be yourself and you're not accepted for yourself.
you're not accepted at all for yourself. So the joy of the recovery after narcissistic abuse, one of the best and most wonderful things I can say on the journey to healing and finding joy and peace in life again was actually when you find something funny for the first time and it's because of you and your sense of humour and you remember who you were before the narcissist and you're actually developing into a much stronger and better version of yourself and you're getting just the feeling of being alive again and not being an extension of someone else or part of somebody else like their arm or their leg. You're actually you and your spirit and your soul is actually alive again. It's not squished and shut down and nearly destroyed. It's fully living life again. This precious life that is so short and can be so hard, but can also be so wonderful. You will not experience that joy and peace with a narcissist. You will not experience that joy and peace as long as you stay in contact with a narcissist. If you do have a family member or someone that you actually, maybe you share children with, and at some stage, you know, you, you do over the years, need to stay in contact with them there is a place you can get on the healing journey where that's manageable but what I'm talking about here is if it's an option to get away from that dark sapping parasitic energy then do your damnedest to do that because you have so much ahead of you to discover about yourself about yourself and what you're capable of and the peace that comes into your life again is like a gift from heaven and in many ways it is. Till the next time guys, please take care of yourselves and both Remy and myself who's snoring away beside me here will see you again shortly. Bye for now. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets or McCrispy Sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.